0: you know, this podcast is in partnership with my own brand and the Algorithms of Life Table Book Journal. And it's not just any journal. It's crafted as a beautiful table book to also bridge the gap between well-being and the entrepreneurial spirit. Almost 10 years ago, I thought my life was falling apart. And now... Now I know that what I thought was falling apart was actually falling into place. I believe it often is, that it is when we look back that we are able to connect the dots and understand that it didn't happen to us, but for us. I believe that when we stay connected to ourselves in the present moment, we're able to not just know how it is true, but you really feel it. And that is the difference that is the difference in all parts of life. For me, a crisis was the catalyst for real change and my way into understanding how we're all the creator of our lives and how our body, mind, and spirit are all connected. We now know that our genes stands for about 2% of our condition and that is our lifestyle choices that is the key to both blocking and unlocking our full potential. And when we do, what do we do? What do you do? In this episode, I'll tell you what I did when I got an autoimmune disease and the story behind the seed to the algorithms of life and what it really means but also how falling apart can be falling into place. How my crisis was the catalyst for the real change and how mindset is actually everything. It's the same tool that I use for my well-being as for my studies and my career. And when getting guests like David Guetta, Joe Dispenza, Robin Sharma, Ye Shetty and David Sinclair to a Swedish podcast for the first time, Because it all comes down to the same thing. And I will tell you what that same thing is. Throughout the years working with some of the most successful entrepreneurs, athletes, artists, and speakers in the Nordics, I also realized two major things. Success and joy doesn't always correlate. And the common denominator between those who create both. I'll get back to this too. And remember, This is not medical advice. If you do need medical advice, please seek professional help. And this episode is also in partnership with my own brand, Daily Garbo's and the Algorithms of Life Journal. And there I stood in the middle of the doorway, between the hallway and my parents' bedroom, in between the way of health and illness, life and death, As a kid, I always wanted to get letters. My parents told me it wasn't necessarily something to ask for because those letters were mostly invoices, paychecks. And there I stood, unwillingly admitting that they'd been right. It wasn't an invoice. Still, it was the highest price I'd ever paid. And the cost of what this was was about to be huge. I looked at them looking at me, yet I couldn't see anything else than my world falling apart. Apart from the fact that I was only 21 years old at the time and my life was just about to start, I felt like this was the start to an end. And this, this is not the end, but the beginning. The beginning of something that began long before I knew it did and meant something else than I thought. What if it's actually always like that? What if we're only able to connect the dots looking backwards, but that knowing this is the way to knowing all is well, even in times when we cannot really feel it, really see it? What if there is an algorithm to life? What if you get more of what you choose to focus on, What does Hashimoto's and thyroid even mean? I mean, I'd never heard about it before. I looked at the letter in my hands and felt like my destiny was actually out of my hands. For months, I felt like something was off. And as a person who loves to be right, this was the first time I wished I was actually wrong. I was not. My workouts had been heavier even though I should be stronger, and my mind was clouded with brain fog as I felt like nothing was really fun anymore. I recognized myself not recognizing myself. Something felt off, and something was. Years had slowly but surely added up to what I felt was a real emergency. The red flags had been there for years of stomachache, headache, and full-on pressure that had led to endless visits at the emergency where I got diagnosis like IBS, which I know today is something you get when you cannot find the real cause. I believe this caused more issues, and while I was busy being too busy to take a close inventory to what the signs were signs for, all these daily doses of seemingly small choices that add up and over time become huge things, had surely added up. Just like when you take the stairs daily or choose to lay down staring into a wall. One day, what might seem to be out of the blue might just be tiny habits added up. Because even in times when we don't recognize what we are choosing, it's a choice. We're just unaware that it is. And when we choose to realize we are, we are aware of how we choose. This realization can be a game changer, but it's only when we choose to change our game that it plays out differently, that we become different with a capital D. In my early twenties, I got pneumonia four times in two years. I know it's rare and I'm not telling you to brag of how rare I am for having had this, because I promise you, It's not a thing you want, it's a typical bad thing. On top of this, I needed double doses of antibiotics, and afterwards I heard others with my levels of this were in coma. Yeah, I'm grateful I didn't realize how bad it was back then. What started as an ordinary cold ended up as pneumonia, probably because I didn't listen to my body. Being a typical A person, I wasn't the first to call in sick to work. And when I was asked if I could work anyway, I did. I also went back to the gym as fast as I could. I was new to working out and hadn't yet become a person who works out. So when I got sick, I was scared that I would fall back and off track. For me, it's so clear that we have to take a holistic approach here because what is actually most efficient? Staying home, not spreading your cold to your coworkers, getting well fast and get back energized, and seldom being sick, or never taking the time to be well, showing up without energy and get sick often. For a long time, my long hair had been falling off as I felt off it wasn't just brain fog and lack of lust for life but weird skin reactions lack of getting tanned parts of my hair that started to go gray, and rushing hair some days i couldn't feel my arms and others i just had severe anxiety hypochondria said those around me and i didn't blame them but myself and what could be worse well googling your symptoms As I started to Google understanding how an autoimmune disease is chronic and how one autoimmune condition meant increased risk for others, I was devastated. This was the first time I experienced that the medical doctors couldn't save me. At first, I felt powerless and desperate to gain my health back. Back then, I remember myself doing fun things without feeling it and what is that anyway? What is the point of doing anything when you know it's fun, but you cannot really feel it? It's not about intellectually knowing something is, but to experiencing what is. And that requires of us to be present enough to feel it and to not fear it. I applied for the university that spring, terrified that an illness would take away my drive and learning skill. And okay, some fun. I got into both business law and bachelor in science of economics and spent weeks walking around at my parents' house, ranting over which one I should choose, mostly asking them and not myself. What if the truth actually is that when we don't know which alternative to choose, it might be because we don't really want any of the alternatives. What if? I didn't have the tools to handle my mind back then, but I had a loving family and a track record of being a curious fast learner, sitting front row in school and asking why. Also, to stay committed and reach the goals I set up for myself. So... I took that person and started to Google from another's perspective to understand. To understand why an autoimmune disease occurs, and also what I could do about it. Because when we change our perspective and how we look at things, the things will look at change. I thought that if my body could get sick, it must be possible to get well again, to reverse my condition. This turned everything around. As I started to Google from this angle, my heart was rushing again. It said that it's hard for the body to separate anxiety and excitement. But for me, it wasn't. This was clearly excitement. Because there it was. Articles of what I saw was proof of how we can impact our health and reverse health conditions like autoimmune diseases, and how functional medicine could be a helpful tool to understand the root cause to my symptoms, and how healing them could heal it all. This was when I discovered how our body, mind, and spirit are all one, and how it's not just how we feed our bodies, but our minds that matters. I had just realized that the medical doctors couldn't save me. That this was even more powerful. Because I could. When we choose to turn victimization into not just knowing that we are responsible, but choosing to take responsibility, we gain power. I know how ridiculous this sounds today, 2024 when we have so much research on the importance of our gut, epigenetics, longevity, biohacking, anti-inflammatory food and how our mindset impacts it all. But this was almost 10 years ago and before it all. And being for the trend is not trendy at all. And with this came a lot of resistance and questioning from my surroundings, asking me to take the easy way The same had happened years earlier as I quit sugar, gluten, and mostly alcohol in my 20s. My learnings? You can never lose those who don't wanna see you win because that is never a loss. But you can gently let go of them with love and with love for yourself because that is always a win, even if it doesn't feel like it. When everything seemed to go against me and news bad things happened to me, I actually expected something bad to happen as I feared bad outcomes this was also the first time I realized that there seemed to be an algorithm to life. Just like in social media, where you get more of what you choose to like, you get more in life of what you choose to focus on. The question then becomes, what do you choose to focus on then? This realization changed my life. The realization happened in an instant, but the change? That is something that has happened and still happens over time as I developed a daily routine of pillars that has been a part of my day since 10 years ago. Knowing how our mind has such power over a way of being, seeing our world and health was huge for me. As I turned to functional medicine where they see our body as a whole and seek the root cause to our symptoms to heal them, I also realized how my body, mind, and spirit was a whole and how our thinking and feeling have huge impact over our physical body and our life decisions. I did some analysis and seeked help from other experts too. Changing to an anti-inflammatory lifestyle was not just about turning to anti-inflammatory foods, which I've eaten ever since, but to live anti-inflammatory. It was both changing the way I worked out and how I thought about working out and how I thought and felt in general too. It was more about changing perspective of things. It's not just about food and pills pillars to create a solid foundation for a holistic healthy life and there was one pillar that set the foundations for the others too and as you know this is something that harvard business review research on organizations shows can make a large improvement on teams mental health in just three to four days of 15-minute use and that a study published in journal of personality and social psychology found can transform your outlook on life and become more optimistic. And this was something I really needed in order to get everything else in place. Research also shows that this tool can improve the quality of your sleep, increase your self-esteem, help form new relationships, reduce stress, increase your motivation, and also reduce pain. Would you take this if this was a pill? I believe most people would. But when it's not a pill, but one of the pillars to the foundation for your focus, well-being, and life, how can you not be willing to? This is what research shows that daily journaling and gratitude can do for you. So when you know this, why don't you implement it? Is it because we don't believe it will work for us or because we believe it takes works from us? What if the way we believe is the easy way out is actually neither the easy or the way out? And what is the meaning of out, really? Out of what? Of life? What if what you really need in order to not be needy is to change perspective to believe it's actually simple to achieve what you want? Would you then want to achieve it and also be willing to? To take a simple example, let's say you believe it's easier to not work out one hour per morning. So you don't. And you walk through your day a little lousy, unfulfilled, and complain about the feeling of stress with a little neck pain. And in the afternoon, you feel tired and grab one more coffee, which actually makes your body stressed and ruins your deep sleep, so that you wake up tomorrow morning a little bit late, tired and unmotivated to go for a morning workout, so you skip your one hour workout and believe it's the easier way when in fact it's a fact that it's not and you're instead struggling for about 16 awakened hours seven times per week for your whole life. When in fact one hour of working out could have made you energized to take on your day, made you feel fulfilled, lowered your stress levels, strengthened your body free from pain and made you skip the afternoon coffee because you already felt so full and that you rather go to sleep so you can wake up in the morning and go for your morning workout. What if working out for just one hour in the morning is just like journaling and practicing gratitude, a very simple solution where you stop creating problems Play with the perspective to realize it's always about perspective and how this is something you create daily. Then ask yourself, why are you not willing to choose this to be your truth? I myself came to a point when I had to choose perfect health being the truth for me. I realized that if I was going to heal myself symptom-free from an autoimmune disease, I had to stop speaking about illness, because we get more of what we choose to focus on, and I had focused way too long on being sick, and I was sick of that. It's said that our subconscious mind stands for about 95% of our decision making and our beliefs and that it's about 1 million times more powerful than our conscious mind. Also, that powerful tools to reprogram it is through visualization and affirmations. This was what I started with. Diving in to the research on NLP and our brain, I started to install and extend my morning routine and journal based on affirmations and visualization, trusting it was already true for me. As we all know, this is common for both athletes and entrepreneurs, as well as artists. And I made these tools the foundation for my studies. Throughout my life, I had gained high grades in school through pushing through. And I would lie if I said I wasn't pushing to at the university when I decided that I would get the highest grade in every course. But it changed as I changed. University became my sport, and I set up the morning routine, workouts, food, visualization, and affirmation around that. I took focus off my body as I went deeper into this and started to change from succeeding from a place of fear to a place of love and trust. I remember print screening the website for the exam results before the exam and writing in the course name and highest grade using it as my background on my phone for weeks. I had posted notes in the apartment with affirmations for succeeding and went into the feeling of it already being done before it was. Working with myself changed my perspective and me questioning why I did what I did. Year two at the university, I chose a course with my heart for the first time not because it would look good on my CV. Because of my love for speaking and writing, I chose rhetorics. This was the first course where it really felt like a smooth ride. No pushing, just pure flow. And this was when things really started to flow. As I applied for being one of the newsletter directors for the largest interview podcast in Northern Europe from Gospodan, I got it. The same spring, I also found a pitch competition for students where you could win the opportunity to go to the largest leadership event in Sweden. I felt so drawn to it. I was terrified to put a video of my pitch out on LinkedIn, but I did a calculation based on the algorithms and how they worked. And I realized that based on that 10% of my contacts back then would see this, it would be about 20 people. Okay, I can deal with that, I thought. Cancel a party to stay home and record a video before the deadline. Well, let's say my calculation was a bit off. I got over 20,000 views and over 200 comments on this video back then. And back then, that was a lot, especially based on my contacts. As I won, I was offered job opportunities already. I started questioning why I was so committed to study four or five years. Was it what I really wanted? What if the reason it had been so hard to choose between the two alternatives was because I didn't really wanted any of them? And what if you didn't celebrate as you reached the goal because it was actually never your goal? I decided to pause my studies since I already qualified for a bachelor's degree and take on a job. As I later quit that job, I had full faith That this was for the highest good of all. I was so grounded in my journaling practice and my routines that I just knew. The same week, I made a vision board and put the golden ticket that I received from the book event for the podcast I helped. The golden ticket was for a competition for participating in the podcast. Without really knowing what it actually meant for me, I put it in the middle of the vision board. At least a golden ticket would be a good sign, right? One week later, I got an offer from the team to contact them. One member of the team thought they could need a CEO assistant. And as I had told them in the Facebook group that I was looking for job opportunities, they reached out to me. I actually got several opportunities the same week, and I chose between the podcast and one other. I was back to choose between two alternatives. The difference this time was that I knew what my heart wanted. It was just that saying no to the other opportunity that looked safe on paper and offered me much higher income per month was just terrifying because externally, it didn't make sense. But my intuition said differently. And the thing about intuition is that it's intuition. It's not logic. I asked myself who I would become as a person in both environments. Where would I thrive and develop as a person? The answer was so simple yet the decision was still hard. But when we are bold enough to choose with our hearts, the reward is instant. The inner knowing is always right, and what we believe we know to be true might not always be. I chose with my heart for the first time in my life, and it was felt the instant I made the decision and I never regret it ever since. Fun is that when COVID hit one year later, the so-called safe workplace was no longer so safe. But we, we decided to build a new company and masterclass platform where we actually could benefit from the fact that the whole society was locked down. And despite all the tragic things happening all around the world, Many good things came out of it. I also remember one evening when the founder of the podcast called me and said, how did we get David Guetta on the podcast? This is one of many things that we did throughout those years. And all these things, as well as the wellness journey and my studies, it all comes back to the same thing perspective and believing it is possible. As I did the research for one of our episodes with the Harvard professor David A. Sinclair later on aging, I also dove into the science and found studies on reversing gray hair on mice. I realized that this was exactly what had happened to me. It didn't just reverse my autoimmune condition, but my hair. And as we do one thing, other follows. It's also said that how we do one thing is how we do everything. What if that is actually true? I really believe that my hair is actually even blonder today, as my biological age has reversed and decreased throughout the years. I could dive into numerous wild synchronicities that has happened daily throughout those years and into what an anti-inflammatory lifestyle can be. How a morning routine can be set up and how you can set yourself up by changing your perspective. But I don't want to invite you to my story, but to your own. I want to invite you to understand the seeds to the Algorithms of Life Journal and how it can benefit you. To see the common denominator in what happens when we change perspective, set clear intentions, and are bold enough to choose with our heart instead of from a place of fear and mistrust in life. Because almost 10 years ago, I thought my life was falling apart, and now, now I know that what I thought was falling apart was actually falling into place. I believe it often is, that it is when we look back that we are first able to connect the dots and understand why it didn't happen to us, but how it happened for us. But I also believe that we can always choose to trust that the dot, this now, means something fantastic for our future. And lead from love and choose with intention and intuition in this very moment. And this might seem to be my life story, but I would suggest that it's just a story about life. To understand the seeds to the algorithms of life and how we can learn from realizing that we both always know and never do. How not listening to our bodies can develop into crisis, and how listening to our hearts always leads us in the right direction. And how thinking something is possible is actually the starting point to everything. But how we have to be willing to start and not just have the will to, but also do. Because all those daily doses of seemingly small choices add up, and over time, they become huge. And even in times when we don't recognize that we are choosing, we are. We're just unaware that we are, but as soon as we realize, the realization can be a game changer, but it's only when you choose to change your game that it will play out differently, that you become different with a capital D. Because as we do know, our lifestyle choices are the keys to both blocking and unlocking our full potential. And when we do know, what do we do? What do you do?